Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship at Germantown Presbyterian Church. It is a gorgeous day. It is great to see you. We are so glad you are here with us. We also want to extend a special welcome to those who are joining us online. We are so glad you're with us today, and we hope in due season we can meet you in person and welcome you into our church family. I invite you, if you're online, you can find the bulletin to our worship service um, on actually the homepage. If you just scroll down about halfway through, you'll find a big button that says bulletins, and you can click there and join us in worship today. I invite you to grab the friendship pads that are at the end of your pews and let us know that you're here. You can also, you know, it's 2021, we're getting with it. There is a QR code in your bulletin for our online friendship pads. So if you just want to scan that, you can register your attendance with us there as well. And hey, we want to extend a special welcome to each and every one of you who are guests or visitors with us today. We know and understand it is not the most comfortable thing in the world checking out a church for the first time, but it is our hope and our deep desire that you feel at home and you feel loved and a part and could see yourself here as a part of our church family at Germantown Prez. So welcome. Want to extend a special thank you. If you were in the narthex, you saw things were a little different. We are back in our parlor, in our bridal suite, in the narthex. There was a big move on Thursday this past week to get everything back in place. And so there are so many names. I can't remember them all, so I don't want to miss anyone. But to everyone who helped us move all of our materials back on the walls and in their proper places, thank you so much. It feels so much more like home, doesn't it, when everything is back in its place. So thank you to those. Few dates just to get on your radar. August 15th, that is a big Sunday. It is called Kickoff Sunday, where we are launching the program calendar for the year. We are moving from two services to three services. So one's at 8:30, one's at 11 o'clock, and we are continuing our wonderful evening service at 6 p.m. So come join us. Our children's ministry is having a pancake breakfast on that Sunday as well, so you don't want to miss that. The following week, on August 21st, our Congregational Life Committee is hosting an outdoor concert in our parking lot for the Ramblers, which I understand, I haven't heard them before, but I understand they are both very talented and very hilarious. So that combo is pretty amazing. So I encourage you to come and join us for that wonderful event. And then this is the other big thing on our calendar. We are incredibly excited to be back, to be together in person. And so we are kind of having a big celebration saying we are back, we are here, we are recommitting ourselves to Christ in this place. So on September 19th, September 19th, we are hosting a massive, not only church-wide, but community-wide event called GPC Jubilee. It's going to be in the afternoon from 4 to 7 in the evening. There's going to be live music. There's going to be amazing food, fun activities for our kids. We are planning a whole deck of wonderful events to celebrate our life together and to roar back to life in faith in this wonderful place. I want to also announce that uh, last week we uh, wanted to share that dark that somebody new is born in our congregation. Her name is Darby 
Keltner Kilpatrick, the daughter of Jordan and Haley Arthur Kilpatrick, the sister of Stella, the granddaughter of Rob and Sharon Arthur, and the great-granddaughter of our very own Barbara Arthur. So, no? No? Well, we're going to make you an honorary grandmother. Nevertheless, family of faith, it takes a village. There we go. Congratulations to all whom that concerns. We are so glad that Darby is with us, and we can't wait to get to know her and to love her and to rear her in the faith. Want to also remind you, we're seeing a lot on the news right now about this Delta variant of COVID. And, you know, we were so glad in June that we are back. We can see three quarters of each other's faces. But we want you to know that we are actively keeping tabs on what's going on. Currently, our reopening strategy is still in place. If you are vaccinated, you are so welcome to mask or to be unmasked or to mask as you feel comfortable, to shake hands, to hug, or to socially distance as you feel comfortable. And if you're not vaccinated, what we're doing is following the CDC's guidelines, asking people to wear masks. But guess what? We're not policing. We're not asking for cards at the door. This is just how we are reinforcing the safety and the love that is in this place by saying whatever makes you feel comfortable. We love, respect, and support you during this weird time that we find ourselves in. With that, I invite you... Oh, one last thing. At the end of worship, Pastor Tom is going to stand right where I am, and if anybody has any prayer concerns, anything on their heart, he will be there to receive you, to pray with you, to support you in any way that you need. With that, I invite you to prepare your hearts as we worship God. This morning, Jesus welcomes us into his presence through worship so that we might grow together as the body of Christ into the fullness of the good plans he has for us. Please stand as you are able and join me in our call to worship. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithfuls shall bless you. They shall speak the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord helps all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. Come, let us worship our great God.
Jesus came into the world to remove every barrier of sin that separated us from God. Out of our constant need for grace, let us confess our sins before God and one another together. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come before you in all honesty, seeking your mercy and forgiveness. We confess that rather than living as your holy and blameless children, we have allowed patterns of sin to dominate and reduce us into petty discord. Rather than being a people defined by your radical love and hospitality, we have resisted your call and used your word to justify our inaction. Savior of all, please have mercy on us and hear us now as we continue with you in silence. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Happy are we, holy people, when we walk in the ways of our God. Relieved are we, beloved family, as we receive God's forgiveness. At peace are we, God's own, because we have been made whole through Jesus Christ. Amen. our children come forward for a special message, we invite you to greet one another in the love of Christ. The peace of Christ be with you. Well, good morning, boys and girls. How is everybody today? Good? Good. It's good to see you. So I have with me right here a sign. And I know that you see signs all the time, maybe when you're driving around your car or when you're in your school. Signs help us know the right thing to do. So if you see this sign, it means stop. So if your mom's driving the car, then she has to stop at the stop sign. What if you see this sign? Slow. It means it's kind of a dangerous area, so you kind of need to slow down. So signs help us to understand what's going on in our world and help us to know the right thing to do sometimes. So also, our story from today in the Bible has to do with Jesus, and he fed 5,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and a, a few fish. 
He fed 5,000 people. That's kind of a lot of people for just a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fish. And that was a sign from God. But you know what? Those 5,000 people kind of missed the sign. They kept asking Jesus who he really was and how he could help them. They didn't really see his sign. So he kept telling them, and he just kept encouraging them to follow him, trust in him, that he was the Son of God. And so this is our sign today. Our Bible is a sign, and it has stories in it from God, and it is our sign that we should love and trust and follow Jesus in our life. So I I want you to remember that this week as we go out into the world, that um, Jesus is our, our Savior and the Bible is full of signs, and we can trust those signs, and we can trust Jesus in our life, okay? I have a little um, poster here to give you that you can color back at your, at your seat, but will you bow your head, and will you pray with me? Can you do that? Dear loving Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Help us to read about his signs in the Bible. so that we trust him with our life. Amen.
First time I was in my uh, first church right out of seminary, I was so nervous. And I was telling myself constantly, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. First Sunday, got to this part, I said, here now, the prayer of elimination. <laughs> that he would save a wretch like me, right? I can't help but think of that every time I see illumination. Our first passage comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 145. And before we hear these words, would you join me in an illuminating prayer? Jesus, you have outdone yourself this morning in the beauty and the goodness of this day. So as we come before you rested, returned, Wherever we are today, we ask, Holy Spirit, and welcome you to come. To come and enter into our hearts and our minds in the deepest parts of who we are, our souls. And speak to us. Because we are here to spend time and to listen to you. This we pray in your holy name. Amen. Here are these words first from the book of Psalms. The Lord is just in all his ways, and he's kind in all of his doings. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills forever and ever. Our last reading is from the book of Ephesians, right out of the gate, the first chapter, starting with the third verse. Mm. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us. In the beloved, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, God has made known to us 
the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Because in Christ, we've also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to that purpose of him who accomplishes everything according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, believed in him, and you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption. As God's own people to the praise of his glory. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So, the longer I live, which, granted, hasn't been too long, the more I've come to realize that there are as many different ways of relaxing as there are people in this world. And beyond everybody's need to take a break and go on a vacation, which we all are doing right now, and we thank the Lord we can, there is a particular way that a lot of us get some rest. For me, it is encapsulated in one word, Netflix. I just love binging a good TV show or, or a movie on a Friday night after a long week at the office. And over the last week, as I've been sitting with this passage from Ephesians, there's been this one movie that I just can't get out of my head. And it's been a while since I've seen it. But there's this one particular scene that has just been on replay over and over again. Some of you may have seen it. It's called Remember the Titans. It's starring Denzel Washington, and he plays a high school football coach named Herman Boone, who's just taken over a team in Alexandria, Virginia, who has quite recently been desegregated in the year 1971. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to ruin it, but there's this one scene where the team has just gotten back from camp and they bonded. They've been broken in as a group and they understand each other. They respect each other. And it's their first game against a notorious rival that is known for playing dirty. So it's the beginning and before the whistle is blown, the Titans come out on the field in a really interesting way. They're singing 
And they're almost dancing in unison. And everybody is kind of tilting their heads in confusion as they hype themselves up in this pre-game zone chant. People were confused because this is not the team that they have been watching for years. They've changed. They're bigger. They're better. They're playing with more soul and heart and passion. And the song told everyone, and most importantly, the players, who they were and how they were going to stay that way as they played the game. In an odd way, that is exactly what's happening in the words that you just heard from the book of Ephesians. It's this open letter from Paul, and the first time you hear them, they're kind of weird. They're really fluffy and flowery, which if you spend any time with Paul, that's not exactly his M.O. He doesn't have the greatest bedside manner. And yet, as you hear these words, you realize there's more going on. They're not just words. They're actually lyrics. Lines from a song that everyone knew back then that were designed to help people stay in the zone as they were about to embark on a new way of life. Paul was talking to people who were super new Christians, baby disciples of Jesus. And at first, everything was super exciting. But then, as things began to take a turn in their families, in their friend groups, in their business contacts, in their entire world, was in the middle of a dramatic change. It would feel like something if you desired and contracted for your house to get renovated and every room was getting redone but you decided to stay living in the house imagine how jarring the jackhammers and the saws and the dust would be that's the kind of feeling it was to be in the middle of transition to a whole brand new way of life they were in the middle of experiencing a new identity, a new community, a new purpose, a new way of life. And it was great, but even a whole lot of good doesn't always feel good. So Paul turns up the volume on a breathtakingly beautiful song of praise to God. And it tells the entire arc of their new story in faith. Because when we are facing a new normal, a new beginning, sometimes the first thing to go is the music, the melody, the rhythm of life that has kept us grounded for so long. When I worked as a hospital chaplain at a small regional hospital in Edison, New Jersey, I spent a lot of time in some pretty extreme situations. And for a good while, 
totally honest. I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know what to do. Literally, a year and a half before this, I was a frat guy in college washing dishes for a living. And now I'm walking into hospital rooms with people that I don't know and trying to love them and to care for them. And it was absolutely daunting until I had the honor of meeting an Alzheimer's patient. The guy didn't know who he was or where he was, and he was incredibly suspicious, and he was agitated by everyone. But one day, his doctor, the neurologist, came around, and he just dropped this hint to the gentleman's family. He said, sometimes music can help somebody in this condition to calm down. So one day his daughter brought a CD player into the hospital room and she set it on the windowsill and began to play the big bands of this guy's youth, like Duke Ellington and Chuck Webb. And as the music washed over him, he changed right before our eyes. The music unlocked something deep and true and honest about who he is. If only for a few moments, he was himself again. And actually, the same is true for us. We don't have to have some sort of big, dramatic, ongoing saga in our lives to know what it feels like to be uneasy on the brink of a new normal, a new beginning. As the summer months draw to a close, it's been amazing, and school is looming over the horizon, and we're not sure what that means or what that's going to look like. Or maybe for you, it's a big move that you've been avoiding because you have so much stuff. And when you think about clearing those closets, you'll just have lunch and a cup of coffee instead. Or maybe it's the housing market or a treatment plan that's getting in the way of your travel plans. Or maybe it's the dating scene or the idea of returning to the office. Or maybe you're caring for a loved one. Or maybe you've got an open calendar and you don't know how to fill that with something meaningful or satisfying. And maybe your relationship with Jesus is kind of similar because the bramble and the underbrush of doing other things has grown up. You're not exactly sure where the two of you stand. New beginnings, good, bad, everything in between can be filled with a lot of feels. But Paul knows better than most of us that sometimes words aren't enough. Sometimes we need a new rhythm to help us stay in the zone of faith. To help our deepest, healthiest, truest selves shine on the field of life. Now, have no fear. 
This is not the moment where your new pastor breaks out into a solo rendition of Don't Worry, Be Happy with backup dancers and Pastor Tom moonwalking down the center aisle. That happens at the end of year one in ministry. But Paul's gospel solo has an equally startling effect on our lives. Because as he's sharing this song, he's telling us it's been written on the sheet music of our lives. A song that you know it when you hear it with just a single note. And he says it over and over again. In Christ. In Christ. You are actually blessed. You're chosen. You are graced and redeemed and forgiven and given the ultimate gift of eternal life. That is the tune, the rhythm of the gospel. That the first time we go and we're confronted with a new beginning, it seems to fade in a flash. And he plays it for us now because we forget This is actually who we are. But more importantly, we are a gospel people that can't wait to help someone feel at home here. We're a loving people that welcomes the goodness of God in the morning with a devotional or maybe just silently on the back porch with a cup of coffee. This is the rhythm of our lives. That even when someone is blaring their horns at you, On 385, we respond with gentle, generous kindness. The more we let this be the rhythm and the rhyme of our lives, the more the presence of Jesus grows. We're reminded of more than just this is us. But the longing prayer of King David way back when to restore the joy of our salvation. That becomes our anthem. The joy of the frequency of the Holy Spirit jacking up and increasing in our lives and the volume of Christ blaring throughout every corner of our day-to-day. Because every single day is a new beginning with Jesus. And there is nothing better than that in all the world. Amen. My friends, having now been blessed to have heard the word read and proclaimed, it's our opportunity to stand as we're able, and recite in unison that which we do believe. So I ask you, Christian, what do you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. 
he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. As children adopted into God's family, we have the wonderful privilege of approaching God's throne with our prayers. So if you would please bow your heads for our morning prayer. O God of grace and God of mercy, we come before you now as your beloved children and humbly bring to you our prayers this morning. Hear us, we pray, as we lift our prayers for our world. We pray for those across the globe who have been infected with the coronavirus. We pray for their comfort and healing. We pray for everyone living in fear because vaccines aren't available or their health says they shouldn't be vaccinated. Be with them, I pray, and provide your comfort. And we thank you and pray for all the frontline workers bravely working for us. And we pray for those who live in areas ravished by conflict. We especially pray for everyone living in Afghanistan, Cuba, and Haiti, countries going through periods of challenge and change and transition. We pray that your peace would prevail. And we pray for your saints around the world who are being persecuted because of their faith, individuals singled out because their Christian beliefs do not align with their government or surrounding culture. May your protecting arms surround them and be with everyone fleeing persecution. We pray that they may find their strength and protection in you. And hear us, O Lord, we pray as we lift up our nation. We pray for everyone impacted by the devastating drought out west and for those who have been displaced or had property damaged by the wildfires burning uncontrolled. May they find their comfort and their future in you. And hear us, we pray, as we lift up our community to you. We pray for all who live with fear of violence daily, those whose neighborhoods are infested with gangs and crime, those who fear to send their children outside to play. We pray for an end to the childhood traumas that cause long-lasting damage to these young lives. And hear us, we pray, as we lift up our prayers for your church. May we be a light shining in a dark world. May we be a voice of compassion and concern. May we be your hands and voice and heart to a world that is hurting, that needs to hear your words of love. We pray that you would comfort those who are afflicted, whether by loneliness, 
poor health, poverty, violence, or fear. And Lord, we ask that we who have been forgiven so much and have been blessed with so much would be afflicted so that we may see the tremendous needs around us to reach out, to offer a helping hand, to share your great love and forgiveness and acceptance to all. Hear us, we pray, O Lord, as we lift up to you our prayers. As we together pray the prayer Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. My friends, out of all that God has given us, we come now to return a portion of God's blessings through the giving of our tithes and our offerings. For those worshiping here with us this morning, we can very well give through the offering plates that will be passed around. And for our brothers and sisters participating online, I encourage you to go to our website, germantownprez.org, where you'll find opportunities to give as well. Let us continue our worship.
Let us pray. O gracious God, we offer you our gifts, knowing that you will take them and bless them and use them for your kingdom's work in the world. And we offer to you our very lives, asking you to use us according to your purposes and will. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
go. May the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be the rhythm of your life this day and all days. Amen. Go in peace. Have a great week, everyone.